Difference of opinions or ideology is not new. It's inevitable that people and groups of people are going to have differing opinions. So politics, how we address the problems. And it's really based on everybody has different hierarchy of values. It's based on their experiences, their environment, who they listen to, many other factors. The real problem today is not that we have different opinions. We're always going to have differing opinions. It's that we've lost the art of open communication, listening to each other, learning more about what is the truth. Welcome to the Market Call Show, where we discuss what's happening in the markets and the impact on your investments. Tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Market Call Show. This is Louis Giannis. I am the founder of WealthNet Investments. Today, we have an interesting topic, and I'm really excited about diving in, so let's get going. The real problem today is not that we have different opinions. We're always going to have differing opinions. It's that we've lost the art of open communication, listening to each other, learning more about what is the truth. Hello. Hope you're having a good day. Today, I'm going to be talking about just some general observations. I had lunch with my mom and my sister and my brother-in-law, and it really became clear to me that having an outside perspective is so valuable and so important. So we were talking about a lot of childhood experiences and how I remembered it. I was talking to her about like how I remembered things happening and what Annie did, my sister, what my mom did and what I did. And it was really interesting because everybody just kind of chimed in and talked about what they thought about the same experience. So we talked about certain experiences and each person in our family was talking about their view on it. And it was really interesting because I learned that you get a different dimension and that we remember things based on how we want to remember. And we actually create these little stories in our mind about how things happened. And everybody has their own little story. But then when you put those stories together, what you wind up getting is something that is much, much closer to the actual truth of what really happened. And it was really interesting, just for an example, when I was a kid, you know, I was talking about how some people are not motivated in the morning. My mom said, you know, you are always motivated for some reason in the mornings. You always motivated to do stuff. I never really had to nudge you to do things that you wanted to do, things that were important to you, always up early, things like that. But she said, but you were also a real slob. I mean, you didn't care about what you looked like. You just got up and you went and you always had clothes on that were not matching and, and things like that. And that was really true. I was just focused, right? But there was like a big downside to that too, because I was not really caring about my appearance or anything like that. I just kind of went. And it was funny hearing all these jokes. Uh, I remember I'm a guitar player and I started playing at a pretty young age and I practiced a ton and I was always proud of learning new songs and stuff like that as a kid. My sister came back and told me some stories about how I used to walk around the house she would have her girlfriends over and I would always be showing off like saying hey you got any song requests I'll you know play you a song and all this stuff showing off for the girls I guess at that point there was no it was pretty clear what my sexual preference was there was no like question about it anyway but it was pretty funny because you don't remember I didn't remember myself that way I remembered myself as just practicing and loving music and stuff like that but it was true. I was probably showing off in front of these girls. And so I'm, you know, I'm kind of tying this into business and what's going on, not just business, but what's happening in the world today. Because we've lost that 
art of actually looking, listening, learning from each other, debating with respect, not tacting each other's character, negotiating solutions together. And that's the solution that we need right now. I started thinking about what's going on and we basically have kind of lost some of our guidelines to daily living. The other day I was doing kind of an exercise and it was going through different sides of yourself and we were talking about some of the ways that you should come up with your own philosophy for your daily living. And I came up with this philosophy that you basically need to do things like move your body consistently, eat whole foods, do things you enjoy, be around people that energize you and build you up, help others, stay connected with the divine. At a high level, those are kind of the big things that I find to be valuable and you can dive into each one of those and that helps you with your daily living. And as I was thinking through that, I was realizing that we are fighting like crazy. Like right now in our school district where our children go to school, there's a tremendous amount of conflict where we're getting real divided and there's all sorts of protests and it's not just the school. We had strikes at the grocery store. On the social media, you've got all these things going back and forth where people are completely diametrically opposed to each other. And so differences of opinion is not new, right? Difference of opinions or ideology is not new. It's inevitable that people and groups of people are gonna have differing opinions. So politics, how we address the problems, and it's really based on everybody has different hierarchy of values. It's based on their experiences, their environment, who they listen to, many other factors. The real problem today is not that we have different opinions. We're always going to have differing opinions. It's that we've lost the art of open communication, listening to each other, learning more about what is the truth. So how do you learn about more of the truth? You have to listen to your mother who told you how it really was or your sister who told you something that you didn't really know. And the only way to do that is to be around other people that you may view as your enemy. So we have to stop viewing each other as enemies. We're in this together. So when you listen to other people with diametrical views, you're gonna learn your real strengths and the real challenges of your viewpoint. And you're gonna also be able to negotiate better solutions so you'll know more about the truth. If you worry about your investments, need to make complex financial decisions, or pay unnecessary taxes, a lack of proper financial planning and investing may already be costing you a great deal. When you are ready to turn your peace of wealth into peace of mind, go to WealthNetInvest.com and click on the Schedule a Call button to talk to us and get a free consultation today. I know Dan Sullivan, who is the founder of Strategic Coach, I consider him a mentor of mine. I've never really met him personally. I'm a member of his strategic coach group and I have a coach within the plan, but I will tell you one of the things he says is that the beginning of all progress is telling the truth. I don't know if he came up with that or somebody else did, but that's something that he talks about all the time. So that's true. We are in a position right now where we need to actually tell the truth and that beginning of telling the truth can only happen when we analyze, dissect extreme viewpoints and also avoid extreme viewpoints. So that got me thinking about extreme viewpoints is because we have this us versus them mentality and that's our problem. We need to replace that thinking with we are in this together. There is timeless wisdom out there of avoiding excesses. It's also known as moderation. For example, in ancient Greece, on the temple of Apollo at Delphi, there's an inscription that said, Moden Agan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, moden agon, and that means nothing in excess. So doing something in moderation means not doing it in excess. For instance, 
Somebody who moderates their food consumption, tries to eat all the food groups in moderation, limits their intake, they'll probably have less bad effects on their health. The Stoic philosophers, Epictetus, Seneca, they always talked about moderation. The great Maimonides, the sage, the Jewish sage of the medieval times talked a lot about the golden mean and moderation. And today, we don't have that. We have these extreme viewpoints and there's this whole thing about socialism versus capitalism. Capitalism has merit. It improves the quality of life for most people. That's what we've observed. It improves innovation, but there could be problems with it, right? You need to help people and support people with the basic dignity of human life. So individual responsibility leads to better results, but can harm others at extremes. If everybody only are out for themselves, then that could cause other people to be tramped on. On the other hand, we can go overboard, like what we're doing right now in a big way in the school system, in my opinion, where we're saying that everybody is oppressed. Oh, we're exaggerating the level of oppression that's out there. There's also the other side where people are saying there's no oppression at all. Well, there is oppression, but it's not at the level that some people are exaggerating at. So you've got these huge polarizations. That's not the truth. It is not the truth on both sides. You can't say that it's true that there's no oppression. You can't say it's true that there's extreme op oppression and all these people. Same thing with sexuality and people's gender. The other issue would be like equality of outcome versus equality of opportunity. Two big extremes. The equality of outcome is like everybody should have the same outcome. We know that doesn't work. I mean, we just know that doesn't work, but yet we're wanting to strong arm and teach that. Equal opportunity, the ability to have an opportunity is really important. That's because, you know, you have a level of meritocracy that needs to be there, but you also need basic dignity of human life. So instead of us just being so polar about it and matter of fact, black and white, we need to negotiate solutions that can balance those two competing factors of extremes. Because otherwise what we get is what we're getting at the school right now. It leads to a worse outcome where people want to quit or people are fired. All these things happen. Structures of cooperation fall apart. People move away from each other. Bottom line is we need each other. So we need to recognize that. You see it in relationships today. I've been noticing, if you look at the data with young people, I've got 15-year-old twins, so I kind of starting to see how this is working out. But because of the extremes, young people are having a very hard time with dating. They're having a very hard time negotiating how to work with each other as a boy becoming a man and a girl becoming a woman. So some women at the extreme want equality for men in every aspect, but without recognizing that men and women are different. They have different wants, different desires, and in a beautiful way. Instead of embracing differences, we go to extremes. We over-exaggerate, for example, toxic masculinity. Like all men are toxic. Every man action, you know, basic human male nature is toxic and we want to demasculate. So that would be one extreme. And we also over-exaggerate on the male side, the red pill kind of scenario where men are demeaning the value of women, which is wrong. So consequently, young people are treating each other, the opposite sex, as an adversary in some kind of game. They want to game each other. They use that word, he's got game, she's got game. They have this power struggle, and now they're all complaining about how hard it is to date. Older people are seeing that too. So instead, we should be focusing on being the best version of ourselves as a boy becoming a man or a man who's already a man, becoming the best version of them. Same thing with a woman, becoming the best version of a woman and meeting people in person, not on the internet, and all this crazy gamage going on. 
So that's just one other example of the extreme polarization that leads to severe conflict. The problem with this that I see is that if you go back in history, this severe extreme polarization a lot of times leads to severe conflict that kills people. Wars, homicide, severe struggles, but sometimes that's the only thing that can lead to the catalyst to stop the madness. So I hope that that's not the case, that we're smart enough, we are smart enough to not let severe polarization lead to this, a massive crisis that will snap us out of it. So let's all snap out of it. Let's look at each other as creatures of the divine. We're all in this together and the world will be a better place for sure. I'm Louis Giannis, Wealthland Investments. Talk to you later. the latest episode of the market call show make sure to like subscribe and follow us on facebook twitter and youtube go to marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts for new episodes if you enjoy the content of this episode please leave us a five-star review and comments Information in this podcast is informational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet Investments and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. 